0: Doc, I think we should try something else. The stuff that, that we've been doing, it's just, I almost feel like I'm feeling worse. Have you been taking all of your medications? Well, yeah. First thing in the morning, I take my blood pressure medicine, and and then I take my protein proton pump inhibitor. I chew a couple Tums. Let's see, I make sure I wash my face with the acne cream that you gave me. I make sure that I take my anti-diarrhea medicine. I make sure that that I'm up to date on all of my immune suppressing drugs. <sighs> I can't think of anything. I didn't hear insulin in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that. I yeah, I am taking my insulin. How about your asthma inhaler? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I'm taking my asthma inhaler. I almost forgot. You still on your 800 milligrams of ibuprofen twice a day for your joint pain and your rheumatoid arthritis? Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention those. Yeah, I'm taking those too. Um, boy guess the list is just so long that sometimes you forget to... Statins? <sighs> Look. I, I don't know how to break this to you, Doc, but I just think that when I said I need to try something else, I think I mean something else, not something that you're going to think of. See, I've been following this guy in online, and, and he says a bunch of stuff that's contrary to what you say, and I know people that have tried his method, and they're getting a lot better. They're getting off of their drugs, and their dependency on well seeing you every week which doctor is this Mm, he's, he's not a doctor um he's a health coach and he speaks the truth it just makes sense I don't have to scratch my head and wonder and just think oh gosh I guess I just didn't go to medical school so of course I don't understand what the doctor's saying he says it in ways that I can understand and it makes sense so I think I'm gonna. Give him a call and, and see what he can do for me. If you're going to take the word over some quack on the internet, over an esteemed medical professional who spent eight years studying medicine, then I, as your physician, can no longer see... in here. All right, everybody, it is another live broadcast of the Sovereign Mind, Body, and Soul podcast with Coach Jerry. I am your host, Coach Jerry. I want to thank you all for tuning in now or later to this live broadcast. Um, So before I get started, today's topic is going to be autoimmunity, and I'm going to tread very carefully on this because, as you know, there's a fine line between medicine and health, and uh, sometimes we have to walk that line as health professionals, but oftentimes, we can run the danger of crossing that line. So I'm going to be very mindful of that today. Okay. And if I do accidentally use medical jargon or give medical advice, it's not on purpose. It's all based on my opinion and observation. So anything I share today is an opinion based on research and observation, not medical advice. So I want to just get that out of the way right away. Uh, For those of you who've never tuned into the sovereign mind, body and soul podcast, this is my heart and soul being shared with you. This is my uh, approach to health. This is my approach to life And uh, it's coming from my backstory where I lived a long life of just misery, pain, illness and uh, going to doctor after doctor, medication after medication, treatment after treatment, saw no relief, just kept me on a downward spiral. And I developed a lot of autoimmune conditions myself, none of which could be healed through medicine. So once I found the holistic approach, the integrated approach, the mind, body, soul, network connection approach, uh, things just started turning around very rapidly. So in my career as a health coach, uh, I am able to share this knowledge with people and, and see amazing turnarounds, amazing transformations. But one-to-one, you can only help so many people. So it is my mission to share this with as many people as possible, help break you free from, the, from the, uh, the dependence of pharma and your doctor. It doesn't mean that we don't have doctors and we don't continue to consult our medical professional teams. That's not what it means at all. But it's about taking the locust of power and bring it, putting it back in your own hands because that's where your health belongs. And at the end of the day, no one's going to care more about your health and your outcome than you. Okay. All right. So, that being said, let's get rocking. So, today's topic, like I said, was autoimmunity. Oh, before I forget, guys, I have a Substack. It's uh, Sovereign Mind, Body, and Soul Podcast. Please head on over to Substack. Give me a follow. This is going to be posted on that later today. Give me a subscribe. Give me a comment head on over to Spotify and, uh, follow my podcasts. If you like it, leave a five-star review, please. Um, as we know in this day and age of censorship, uh, you know, the alphabet companies, YouTube, Google, Facebook, all these companies, they, they really have your fate in your hands. And, and people like myself have experienced mass, um, suppression of our distribution based on sharing our opinions. And if you're anything like me, that's not cool. Um, And uh, if you don't support that type of action, that type of suppression, that type of censorship, I would greatly appreciate it if you would just vote with your fingers, scroll on over to a different platform, give me a follow, give me a subscribe. So all my content that goes up on here is going to go up on there as well. And someday, if for some reason, I'm not allowed to post on these platforms any longer, we'll have a way to uh, stay in touch. So that being said, have you had in your life, unexplained weight gain? Skin issues, energy issues, allergies that never seem to go away, asthma, IBS or IBS-like symptoms, acid reflux, GERD, rheumatoid arthritis, or just any other hard-to-explain symptoms that just aren't normal. Has that happened to you? And have you seen an increase in similar-type unexplained issues? In other words, did you start off with asthma, and then you get digestive issues, and then you get pain in your joints, and then your skin starts to break out, have you experienced this? In order to combat these conditions as they arose, did you take medications for them? Did you take topical creams? Did you take over-the-counter or prescription drugs? So in other words, as my asthma kicks on, I get an inhaler, and then pretty soon I start having skin issues. And for those skin issues, I start taking a topical cream or maybe I take a prescription, Accutane or something like that. And then after that, digestive issues start to develop. I start getting acid reflux. I start getting constipation and diarrhea, a combination of the two. And then so I throw medicine at that. And then that medicine might relieve some of those symptoms. But then I start developing pain in the joints, achiness in the body, always stiff. Energy low. See, it's a progressive stair step. Have you experienced anything like that? If, if so, leave them in the comments here. And I know it's really early, you guys. I hope some of you are catching this on the morning drive. I was supposed to get this podcast out this weekend, but life happened. I chose to do a live workout instead and uh, got caught in the football game. So, speaking of the football game, you guys watch that cheese game? I don't know what happened in that fourth quarter, but it seemed like it was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life as far as football goes. Um, All right. So so if you've experienced anything like that, what I just described, that stair-step effect, ever-increasing symptoms, which what I just described is kind of what we define as the aging process in America, right? It's just getting old. But what if it wasn't? What if it wasn't just getting old? What if this was your body's response to the environment that it's in, and it's giving you a message that something needs to change, something needs to be cleaned up, and instead of listening to that message, we add more toxins into the body, and because it provides temporary symptoms relief, we think that we're doing the right thing, and then when something up creeps, uh, when something creeps up later, seemingly unrelated. We don't connect the dots. And then we do the same thing with that. We throw a drug at it. We throw a cream at it. We throw an injection at it. And then again, the symptoms get relieved for a little bit. And then something else pops up. Guys, these things are not coincidence. In my humble opinion, based on research, clinical experience, and observation. On myself and others these are all very much connected so what is autoimmunity Um, well the simple explanation is autoimmunity is your body attacking itself what causes that well without boring you with with a whole bunch of scientific details that i'd probably have to rifle through a whole bunch of notes to find anyway um, think of it like this something gets introduced into the body the body does not recognize it as being part of the body So it incites an immune response and it attacks that. Now the issue arises when our body is constantly chronically in this alert mode. Think about that constantly and chronically in alert mode. Why? Because there are so many things being introduced to our body that are not human that are foreign, our body does not recognize it. So when something gets introduced, our body doesn't recognize it creates an immune response. Okay, it creates antibodies against these. Well, when it's chronically in that condition, in that state, it begins to lose the ability to discern between what is us and what is an invader. And we have to assume that part, part of that is because we take so much crap in, so many toxins in, that our actual tissue becomes toxic. So it becomes to the point where it's not human as well. If that makes any sense. I mean, technically it's human, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's um, compromised, compromised tissue. So this is how these things all become related. This is how GERD, RA, asthma, IBS, uh, skin issues, energy issues, weight gain, all that becomes related. See, the medical industry really benefits on separating these issues on separating obesity from asthma, from IBS, from rheumatoid arthritis. They could say things like obesity leads to these things, but by separating each one of these, instead of calling this an autoimmune response or physiological overload, in which it doesn't matter what these are, your approach would be similar. But they can make an inhaler for asthma, and then they can make a, immune suppressant for your rheumatoid arthritis and they could make a proton pump inhibitor for your acid reflux. All of these have numerous cascading side effects. On what planet does it make sense to shut down your body's immune response? When your body is only overactive in its immune response in response to its environment. So do we change the immune response or do we change the environment? Now, if you're listening to this, my audience is pretty smart. You know the answer to that, and I know you do. <clears throat> so I mentioned physiological load. So if we can imagine the environments we live in, the world we live in, the air is poisoned, the water is poisoned, and I'm not trying to sound all doom and gloom, right? This is like for effect, but if we think about it. The air is polluted. Uh, we know that they're geoengineering the skies. <clears throat> even though it's not widespread, you can find the information it's all over youtube it's on Wikipedia, you can google it like even the censorship companies don't don't hide that so they are geo- geoengineering our air they are adding fluoride God knows why to our water um plus all sorts of other things i mean your drinking water is you know basically recycled sewage and whatnot um food supply. Is completely tainted. The FDA pyramid is upside down. They recommend processed foods as the base of your diet. Um, what else? Uh, we throw drugs at any ailment, any sign of discomfort. We throw drugs at it. Stop the discomfort. Stop the pain. Ah. that discomfort and that pain is your body's response to heal you. And if you just can't take it, right? Then you go to the hospital. But our symptoms that we that we medicate on our own, they, they're not that bad. We're talking about headaches, we're talking about sore throats, runny noses, none of which are comfortable, but if that's your body's um, natural, organic, God-given response to the stimulus or to the infection, then it's best to let it play out whenever we can. Again, just my opinion, based on research, clinical experience, and observation, not a medical uh, diagnosis or recommendation. But as we get as all these toxins get introduced into our body from our food supply, from our air supply, from our water supply, from the makeups, lotions, uh, colognes, perfumes, deodorants, soaps, laundry detergents, dish detergents, all of these things that get into our body, we create a physiological overload. Now, if you were in this modern world and, and you're hydrating well and you're getting good sleep and you're getting plenty of exercise, you can combat a lot of this stuff. That doesn't make it good for you, but you can combat a lot of it. It's the old adage of 10 pounds of flour in a five pound sack. I've heard people argue against um, my philosophy with things like, well, you have a liver and kidneys and, you know, I think I'm just going to trust my body to take care of it. Well, yeah, yeah, you can do that. You can do that. But if you give your body 25 days worth of, worth of filtration uh, load in one afternoon, you're never going to catch up. And that's when the overload happens. That's when the overwhelm happens. And that's when the body starts to respond in a way that creates disease and symptoms in our body. So our body gets overloaded physiologically. And I've talked about this in the past. This ties into the central sensitization concept. But it again, just to rehash, if we imagine like our body's ability to absorb physiological load, <clears throat> which is stress and insults to the body, <clears throat> is a bucket in every one, every, every one of those, those stressors, those physiological stressors, it's like a drop in the bucket, right? So you've got like your deodorant, your toothpaste, the water you drink, the food you're eating, right? Every one of those is a drop. Well, eventually, we've got to empty the bucket, right? Either do a detox, cleanse, hit the sauna, work out, drink a lot of water. You know, um, the best solution for pollution is dilution. (laughs) I got that from Paul Check. I don't know where he got it. I don't remember. But that would represent emptying of the bucket, right? Or if the bucket had a drainage system, right? The bucket would just drain out naturally. But if the drops come in faster than we can empty it or faster than it can drain out, we create an overload in the system. And when that overload happens, that's when the body is, uh, is doing silly things like creating antibody response to two things that we consider na- normal, and natural, right? But they're not normal and natural. These are just poisons that we've always taken <clears throat> topical creams, makeups, deodorants, perfumes, colognes, you name it type of stuff. So our body gets overloaded. And then all of a sudden we get these symptoms, right? And then doctors try to explain away like, Oh, it's a genetic condition. It's this, it's that, but either they don't know what it is or they know what it is. And they're not communicating that to us. Neither one of those is acceptable. So, uh, for example, let's give an example of a common, common way to treat like, um, um, rheumatoid arthritis. So like RA, your doctor is going to run a scan on you. They're going to determine if you have rheumatoid arthritis or not. And, um, when you come back positive, they're going to recommend immune suppressing drugs. They're going to re- recommend shutting down the immune system's response because it's just causing so much pain in the body. But like I mentioned earlier, the immune system is responding to foreign, uh, foreign agents in the body that it doesn't recognize. That is why it happens. So instead of taking a look at what you're eating, take a look at what you're putting on your skin, take a look at what you're drinking, take a look at how much sweat you're perspiring through, through a week how much water you're drinking. They're not, they're not looking at that. They're treating it like it's, Oh, oopsie. It's a coincidence of nature and we don't know what else to do besides this. Uh, I'll tell you a story, a rheumatoid arthritis story. So I had a, um, uh, a prospect come in and she came and told me what she was, what she was going through. She had RA recently diagnosed with RA. And um, so I told her, you know, go next time you go see your, your rheumatologist, ask her three questions. And the three questions were, after she tells you what drug she wants to give you, ask her, is there anything else that I can do for this? And then when she gives you another drug, say, is there anything else that I can do for this? And then when she gives you the third drug recommendation, ask her if there's something you can do for this that is natural. So she did that. And the game played out just like we said. And she got to the She got to the the natural question part and the doctor said, well, I guess, I guess diet has something to do with it. Something to do with it. Guys, I've had people come in with colitis, full-blown ulcerative colitis. Doctors telling them that their food has nothing to do with their colitis. Everything goes through your colon that you eat. And they were put on a strict liquid only diet. No vegetables, no greens. Gatorade loaded with sugar, Gatorade, got an inflamed, inflamed colon. And we're going to just shuffle four or 500 grams of sugar through that thing a day. This is how they're treating this shit. So back to the RA rheumatoid arthritis. So she asked the doctor the question about, about natural remedies. doctor says, yeah, I think food has something to do with it. Doctor says, if you want to go the natural route, try the whole 30 diet and then we'll see what happens. So she comes in and tells me that Uh, I just so happened to have a whole 30 cookbook in my, in my, um, in my file drawer. So I pulled out the whole 30 cookbook and we just opened it up one random page, one random page. I think it had like nine recipes on there, 12 recipes or something like that. But in that one page, in that one page, we found 16 ingredients that were not autoimmune friendly, particularly for her condition of rheumatoid arthritis because <laughs> RA, she had leaky gut, she had brain fog, she had all the symptoms, all the symptoms of leaky gut. And uh, for those of you who aren't, aren't familiar with what leaky gut is, that's when the intestinal layer, um, uh, I'm sorry, the intestinal uh, walls, the membrane of the intestinal walls gets hyperpermeable. gets really thin. Things can get through it. In fact, it might get holes in it. And uh, this has caused a in part uh, with a lot of like OTC drugs, uh, your anti-inflammatory drugs are high in producing leaky gut, um, which is ironic because <laughs> they're for anti-inflammation. But the, the particles leak out your, your intestinal lining and they get into your bloodstream. And, and because that's not how food is supposed to enter your, your bloodstream, your body recognizes it as a foreign invader. So that's how we get food intolerances, right? Little, we get leaky gut, maybe we're taking too many drugs, um, too much stress, uh, what have you but we create this 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 situation in our intestinal lining where food can actually get out and get into the bloodstream and and um depend on what what it is whatever gets out that's what you're going to create an intolerance to and so if you create a leaky gut situation through consuming too many over the counter and and medical drugs and um eating crap food and, and not hydrating your body if you create that leaky gut scenario then that's when that's when you develop these intolerances and allergies to all these different sorts of foods so if you've ever known anybody that's allergic to everything that person probably had leaky gut at least at some time in the past so we go back to sorry did what I do got off track but um so go back to the the whole 30 cookbook we found 16 uh not autoimmune friendly ingredients in this whole 30 rest one page One page, so now you can imagine why the rheumatologist doesn't really put a lot of stock into into diet, right? Because if the best she can do is give people Whole30 as as advice, and Whole30 is just littered with not autoimmune friendly foods, um, then yeah, then then it wouldn't it wouldn't be a very good approach, now would it? But you got to get specific with the foods that you're you know you got to use autoimmune friendly foods, foods that 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 are very low on the inflammatory marker scale. Um, and give your gut a chance to heal. When your gut can heal, um, the permeability goes away. You get more mucus in there, so things move better. And if things are moving better and gliding better in there, then you're less likely to create more inflammation. So, if, And if you're not introducing inflammatory foods to your body, right? See how this reverses. We go from adding inflammatory foods to our body that maybe don't digest very well, you know, your nuts, seeds, that type of thing, you know, and, and, and they're going through and they're still in whole form as they're going through your intestinal tract. And then you've got, uh, maybe your gut lining is low on mucus and maybe it's extra thin. Maybe there's a few holes in it. So it's already inflamed. And then you, you push these inflammatory foods through it. And that's how we get where we're at. Okay. So <clears throat> this, uh, this prospect, um, purchased, a purchased, a, uh, Little pack for me, and and it was basically just an advisory pack. And uh, part of the advisory pack was to obviously work hand in hand with her physician. So nothing we do would be outside the scope of the doctor. But basically, I gave her a meal plan for um, for uh, autoimmune friendly diet. Um, encouraged her to stay off of the ibuprofen and and acetaminophen, so long as her doctor was okay with that, and so long as she could tolerate the pain. Uh, that was created that would inevitably get better as she eliminated the inflammatory markers from her, from her diet. And within four weeks, all symptoms were gone. Within four weeks, all symptoms were gone. And all she did was go from eating like whole 30 type foods to autoimmune friendly whole 30 foods and trusted that her body's inflammation was going to go down so she really weaned down the the amount of um OTC drugs that she was taking until she was down to pretty much none and that's the discipline it takes to get to where you need to be so that's typic that's a typical like rheumatoid arthritis or autoimmune specialist like you go to a gastroenterologist again i'm not here to bash on any doctors or any um medical providers that's not what i'm here for there are ones out there that do know the etiology of these conditions, and they do their, advise their patients as such. However, they're not very prevalent. And I'm not sure if, they're, if there are licensing boards or if there are medical rebates that are at stake by them advising on a lifestyle or a mission-based uh, protocol. I'm not sure what the case is there. However, I do know in my personal experience, my personal clinical experience, my personal observation, my personal experience with medical professionals is that they do not approach it that way. Um, I've had probably a couple dozen clients, yeah, right around there, a couple dozen clients that have that have shown up and, and they're taking prescription omeprazole or um, some other proton pump inhibitor and not a single one of them, not one, had their stomach acid levels tested. Now, if we think about what a proton pump inhibitor is, Prilosec, things of the like, is they shut off proton pumps. Now, take a look, do a little research on what proton pumps are, how many are in your body, what they do at the cellular level. And then ask yourself, do I want to take something that is going to inhibit my body's proton pumps, taken from somebody, from recommendation from somebody who didn't even bother to check my stomach acid levels? It's an awful big roll of the dice there, guys. And unfortunately, the American medical approach is kind of willy-nilly with some of this stuff. They're really good at getting labs. They're really good at reading data. They're really good at reading charts, all of that. But all of it boils down to the only thing that that stuff is really good for in their mind is to decide what drug to prescribe to you. And as we mentioned earlier, if I am a state of overloaded physiology, if I am in physiological overload, and my body is in such a heightened state of stress and alert that it is doing things like attacking my organs, and attacking my body's systems in response to the environment that I put my body in. Is it a good idea to add another poisonous substance to the body? to eliminate the one signal from my body, it is giving me to change something. So while I might've alleviated one symptom by adding a drug, I've increased my body's overall physiological load, which adds inflammation, inflammatory response markers, which pushes the symptom elsewhere. And all that because somebody didn't do a stomach acid test. Now, to remind you, what I mean by sto- low stomach acid is we eat a lot of stuff that isn't real food. And because it's lacking the enzyme profile, it's lacking um, the probiotic profile, it's lacking the alkalinity profile of something that would be beneficial for our body. Our body has to utilize its own resources to be able to process and assimilate that food, non-food. Make it resemble food enough to be able to assimilate it into our body. Now, in doing so, our body is unable to break this food down. And our what we create is this impacted state in our body. From colon to mouth, like we get impacted. Constipated in the colon undigested in the stomach, reflux in the esophagus, all the way up to the mouth. People like this generally feel full after few bites of food. It's because their body can't process it. You're literally putting something in the body that the body's like, eh, I'm not, we're just not going to digest that. We do this enough, you'll get the hint and eat something else. But we don't. We go to a doctor, and because we're eating non-foods, our body isn't doesn't have enough stomach acid to process it, Stomach sphincter stays open, and it keeps dumping acid into our esophagus. That isn't a high acid problem. That is a food selection problem. That is a lack of movement problem. That is a poor respiratory pattern problem. This is why digestive enzymes, hydrochloric acid tablets, probiotics, and things of the like have become so popular because they are doing wonders for people's conditions. However, I strongly advise that just because you find an enzyme or a probiotic or a hydrochloric acid supplement that makes you feel better, realize that is still symptoms management. And it is a good idea to wean off of those through the food choices that you're making. Best case scenario, we just eliminate the symptom. If we eliminate the symptom, then the body is in a better physiological state. And that's just one less thing for the body to have to worry about. One less thing for the body to do. It's no different than you at your job. If your list of job duties is, I don't know, 8, 10 things long, and then your boss keeps heaping things on you, next thing you know, you're doing 24, 25 things, even though you're only equipped to do the 10 with your time, energy, and resources. You'll get overloaded, you'll get overwhelmed, and your body is doing the exact same thing. So if we can remove the body's need to have outside sources of enzymes, acids, probiotics, in other words, if we can cut down the need for additional help, we are putting our body in a better state physiologically. So I think I beat that horse to death. I think you guys understand where I'm coming from there, right? It's the environmental toxins, including our food, water, air, chemicals we put on our skin, stuff we put on us to make ourselves smell good, and what have you. Those things that have become part of our everyday life, over-the-counter drugs, prescription drugs, they are leading to this massive influx of autoimmune conditions. And they're so prevalent and so chronic that so many of them are normal, quote-unquote normal, right? Just because it's normal doesn't make it right. Just because it's common doesn't make it right. (laughs) So we've got lulled into accepting that acne is just a thing, arthritis is just a thing, acid reflux is just a thing, constipation-diarrhea combination is just a thing, inability to sleep is just a thing, and all these are just part of living part of getting older but like i said at the beginning of the broadcast i invite you to ask yourself the question what if that were not true what if the actual truth of the matter was all i have to do is get back to living more like a human being eating species specific food getting proper movement for myself drinking real mineralized water getting good sleep doing things that make me happy all of those things are alkalizing. All of those are huge components of physiological balance. So I just invite you to consider that and you don't have to take my word for it, but I can't tell you everything I'm sharing today is based on my own experience in clinical clinical experience, personal experience, observation, and research. This is real life experience. This isn't based on something that I learned in a college, a textbook, and memorizing words and pathways and chemical combinations and and the like. This is from the real life experience. So if you're in a situation like this, or if this has been affecting you, maybe you haven't connected the dots. Maybe you knew you had IBS, but you didn't know your acne might have been related. Maybe you didn't know your joint pain could be related to your digestive conditions, And you're not sure what to do about it. Where do I start? Because like I mentioned earlier, you can't just jump into a Whole30 diet and and be better. You got to be very specific with this. So if you're interested in a a health protocol, health plan that matches your health care provider's plan and more to the point, gives you real solid bullet point questions to ask of your said medical provider, put them on the spot, challenge them to give you the best option for you, not for them. If you're looking for some help in that, reach out to me. i got resources. I've got an autoimmune-friendly cookbook. Uh, I've got an autoimmune uh, risk assessment that you can take. And for a very small investment, you can get yourself um, in a state of understanding about your risk and on a really good, solid plan just for you, for minimal investment. Or you can keep doing what you're doing. Um, If you're doing uh, something similar to what I recommend and it's working, which a lot of my a lot of my friends and and audience uh, are in that situation, then awesome. Let's hear your story. If you're throwing medications at this right now. And you're tired of throwing medications at it and you want for uh, you're looking for a different plan, looking for a different idea. Reach out to me. Okay, get a copy of my autoimmune friendly cookbook cookbook, get yourself. uh, Go through that checklist and see what your risk factors are. Get yourself on a plan a customized plan just for you. I'm here for you. We can do that one-on-one. We can do that in group format. Whatever works best for you. Uh, for very minimal investment, you can, uh, you can find yourself in a position where you might not need prescription drugs anymore or you might not need OTC drugs anymore. And just think about what you're spending on ibuprofen, Tylenol, sleeping medications and the like. Add that up and it won't be long before your uh, coaching investment is paid off in full. So if you guys are interested in anything like that, if you guys ever need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. You Reach out direct, 406-241-3763. You reach out to me on DM. It's always open for you. Email me, jerry at biohackingtruth.com. Always here for you. But until then, peace, much love, and live well. Thank you for tuning in.